Hello, guys, and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. I'm your host Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady. Her name is Chengi. She has her own academy called the Black Swan Relationship Academy. She is a relationship expert and a dating coach. And one of the reasons why I really wanted her to come on the podcast, because as a single mom, I have made some hella dating mistakes. And someone said to me once that if you line up all your exes, you can see all your mental health issues that you've had in the past. (laughs) And um, I just love the fact that you are a woman and you're speaking to women. I find that in our generation is mostly men for some weird reason that are educating women especially women of color of how to date what to wear what to do and I'm like where are the women where are they at so I'm thank you very much for being you know that I don't Lenny will suffragette <laughs> Chengi's world was really more about me going through my I know it sounds really bizarre but Chengi's world was really birthed from my own healing, my own pain, my own hardship, my own confusion, my own journey. And it was really just an opportunity to share what I had learned and discovered along the way. Uh, And it fortunately uh, became uh, a thing where women all over the world started emailing me and contacting me from every part of the world, every religion. It was crazy to me. And that kind of compelled me to make it a a thing because I was being asked can you help me can you coach me can you please do a video and before I knew it I had this uh beast of of a a job and and a career that meant that I had to leave my day job to to focus but as I started working with women that I the reality of it became an educational problem it wasn't because women have bad attitudes or they're silly or whatever they just Mm -hmm. were not educated you know, we go to school for maths, we go for English, we go for all of this education, we have all these PhDs, but no one teaches us how to relate, how to speak to the opposite sex. No one tells us how to be in a relationship. No one tells us the priorities and no one tells it to us in a way that we can truly understand. So I realized that we had an education problem, which meant that I needed to sort of create courses and create an academy and, and, and a mindset in my followers and in the world that we can learn to be good at relationships. We can actually learn to be good at them. We can actually learn how to choose good mates. We can actually learn how to be, you know, um, wise partners that can shift dynamics in our in our relationships um, and not victims, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much the birthing of Black Swan Relationship Academy was really to kind of compel the conversation about education 
in terms of relationships. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's very refreshing. But in regards to what you've just said about you feel like it's an education thing. Mm-hmm. So do you do you accept men as well in the academy? Recently, we have men that have joined the academy, yes. Okay. Because I feel like us as women, we're, we are, I feel like we're like sponges. We're ever learning. We want to change. We want to understand why we stayed in a toxic relationship for so long or why we stayed in a, in a domestic violence relationship, for example, we want, we want to know why in comparison to men that feel like some men anyway, let me not generalize, but some men feel like they know it all. But then when you try and explain to them that, look, you're doing exactly the same thing that your father did and his father did. They can't see the generational patterns and the mistakes that are trickling down over and over and over again. So a woman can get educated, but then, men had because he's passed away now people like kevin samuels or andrew tate that it's telling them that we as women we're the problems whilst they are the ones that are you know perfect (laughs) so then how do you fight against that a woman getting educated and getting her emotional degree and a man still in hasn't even passed his gcse I understand. I understand. I understand the feeling of unfairness. But here's what this is how I look at it. And from my experience and work with men and with women, I think we need to understand that we live in an age where there are two types of humans emerging. Amongst those humans are people who live consciously and those who sleepwalk through life. Now, those who live consciously are people like yourself, your your followers, your viewers, myself, people who you've just described, the women who want to learn, who want to understand why. Uh, when you are part of that community, you believe that that is women in general, right? You believe that us as women, right, are all conscious and we all want to kind of, you know, understand why we were. The truth of the matter is we are just um, a different type of human woman i meet a lot of uh men who have the same story we do i meet a lot of narcissistic self self-obsessed women i meet women who are very abusive and who don't think there's anything they need to change they're perfectly fine um even when i take on clients i have clients who will take me on because they think oh these men are just so terrible and by the time they do the work, they're like, oh, my God, I'm a monster. Right. Oh. So it's about uh, consciousness and the conscious breed of humans that are emerging and the unconscious breed of, of humans. Uh, the mm. problem is there's been this uh, ridiculous war of the sexes that, you know, has yes. perpetuated through time, especially in the modern day, due to many movements and many kind of things that I won't get into. But. We have created the belief system that is really faulty that um, there are all these women working on themselves and doing really, really well, but men are not doing it. So here's what I want to say. If you have an experience where you think you're really working on yourself, but you keep attracting jerks, it's because you were, you may be very well working on yourself and congratulations for, for taking the conscious path, but you're not working on the stuff that you need to work on because every single person that comes into our life is a mirror. So when you said in the beginning, if you want to know your mental health problems, check every ex, right? And then they'll tell you. (laughs) Because every single person in our life is a mirror. Every relationship is a mirror. So if I say, oh, my gosh, I work so hard on myself and work so hard. 
um, and yet you keep attracting these people, then you're not working on the stuff that matters. You know, you can clean a car, you can put oil in a car, you can take it for servicing. Mm. But if you don't deal with why it breaks, you know, you're not dealing with the root cause. So many of us believe we are conscious, but we are not because you still attract that guy. And many men believe they're conscious, but they're not because they still attract women that are abusive and terrible. I mean, I actually feel that the, the, the unconscious version of a woman is frightening because for some reason we do things really, really well. You know, we do things when we're excellent, we're super excellent. I think excellence is just built in us as women. Um, and I think there's this kind of narrative that manages horrible, wicked people. But I can tell you this, the clients that I have, the men that I have, you, you've got a son, I've got a son, the exquisite humans. Would you not agree? Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and my brothers, and my, and I feel like God gave me a son for a reason. Like I, I had a son, although I, I experienced heartbreak, but he then gave me a son. So there's no, am I, the thing is I, I had to go through such a long period of healing. And I said it, I'm, I'm open and transparent about it on my platform that I needed to forgive my ex that left me pregnant because how can the one person that I love in this world, which is my son, look like the one person that I hated. Yeah. It was impossible. So I needed to heal. And a lot of women need to heal. And I think that's the problem I have, especially with dating in our society, is that one of the biggest advice, advice that I was given when I was going through my heartbreak was like, well, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. And that's not that that does not work <laughs> that does not work i cannot use someone else that didn't cause my wounds to lick my wounds do you have um uh a, a, what is this now a breakup clinic so tell us a bit about your breakup clinic you know i love talking about that because it's new and it's exciting but it's not just because it's new and exciting in the years okay. i've done work as in the several years i've been working with women and helping them. I realized that we don't finish relationships well. We don't complete relationships. We break up and it's almost like a breakup is like a jarring of a relationship because if a relationship is is a mirror, it's also a lesson and an opportunity. Yeah. Now if we don't go through the relationship. A lot of us break up because we're hurt, we're upset, we're angry. We've had enough, but it is not a completed relationship. So I realized that we just carried the unresolved stuff to the next person who was going to be exactly the same mirror. So I realized that for us to be able to move on truly, for my clients to be able mm -hmm. to move on truly, for us to truly have an unoccupied, open and available heart, we need to learn how to complete relationships. We need to not only learn how to complete a relationship, and that doesn't mean getting closure from the person. That means taking a, a very specific journey internally and emotionally to unpack the story you're telling yourself about yourself, mm. about this man. Like you said, you've had to heal. This is a story you were telling yourself about this man. And often the story we're telling ourselves is a story that is that of the child is the stories we developed very early on in our childhood about who men are, what life is, and we're always looking at every situation from that place. It's about retelling the story, rewriting the story, rewriting our own story so that we can give a clean slate. Because here's the thing, 
if I'm going to find someone new, because like you said, we think somebody new is the remedy, I wish it were the case, right? Um, you know, we, we, we're going to find somebody new and he's going to fix everything the other guy broke. You know, he's going to show me love. And even when we counsel each other, you don't even have to don't worry, honey, Khalifa. You're going to find somebody who's going to love you and he's going to cherish you. And he's going to see all of the things that the other one didn't see. No, baby, he's going to see exactly the same thing because it's the same <laughs> you attracting the same energy force because we're all vibrating at the same frequency. Everybody in your life is vibrating at your frequency. If you're at a different frequency, you're going to vibrate at a different frequency. So no, baby, you're just going to repeat the lesson. It's just going to be a different face, a different place, a few changes. But at the end of the day, is going to be the same story. So we are in this in this horrible cycle. And what we do is when we meet somebody who is different to that story, we start to sabotage. We start to find something wow. different because this doesn't feel right to my story. So I realized actually one of my clients was like, oh, Shindy, you should have done the breakup course first, <laughs> right? I also realized that falling in love is risky, necessary, but risky. And so many of us have walls up now. We don't even know how to be available emotionally or connect emotionally to mm. even begin to think we fall in love. And a lot of what we think we've, we've, is falling in love is just, you know, unhealthy attachments. It's, it's excitement. It's, it's lustfulness. It's all these amazing cocktail of hormones. But love requires a giving of yourself. It requires trust. It requires almost an innocence. And... In order for you to fall in love, if you if you like, for want of a better expression, you have to learn how to break any fall. So I'm going to be more likely to take a risk with John if I know that I will survive John. I will 100% survive mm. him. Not only will I survive him, I'm going to thrive because of him. I know mm. that I've worked on myself. I know what I'm looking for. I know what this relationship means on a spiritual level, on a mental level. On a physical level, I know what this means. So you right now, John, are an opportunity for me to open my heart and become receptive and available. Once I know I can get over you, through you, and become better because of you, I'm happy to fall in love. I'm happy to show up. And when I show up, my energy makes you show up. Then we show up as we are, naked and unashamed. But so many of us are coming to the table with, yesterday's pain this person and what they did me and what happens is in the new relationship all the man has to say is you know um hey get some rest i had a client i have a client of mine who sent me a message yesterday she was so triggered so upset i was like well, what's what's the matter you know he told me to get some rest what does he think i am a little kid blah 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 and i'm thinking hmm right mm. and I'm using that because it's an example that I believe many of us can say, well, you know, didn't mean anything by it. But she'd already projected her stories. Because she had an abusive yeah. husband who would make her go to bed or who would force his will on her. So he's being a bully. He's telling me to go to bed. That's a whole story. She's, she's just come with James' story. And, you know, so these men are, you know, fighting against the story. And so are women. We are fighting against men's stories. You know, I have the same conversation with men. I'm like, you know, you bring this dynamic. You create this drama. Mm -hmm. This woman isn't safe in your company. That's why she's behaving that way, because you are not a stable force, 
right? So I call out my boys and my girls the same way, but ultimately it's the stories we're telling ourselves and those stories were given to us and handed down mm-hmm. to us. So the breakup course is really about how do I process a relationship so I can complete it and then be ready for a new one. So it's an essential. So do you think that there's an opportunity for women whilst they join us to the course to divorce the negative stories that we've been telling ourselves and rewrite a new one is that do you think because like i mentioned earlier in regards to when you do break up people expect you to get over it quickly and it takes a heck of a long time but then you then think that if i don't get into another relationship quickly maybe like within six months to a year i've wasted i don't know i'm 34 you're wasting I don't know if my mom calls it the flower when you're ripe, quote unquote. So you're wasting your, your, your the time when you're ripe <laughs> to grieve when in actual fact you can still possibly be caught in, but not having sexual intercourse, but just be caught in, but not. And actually, no, no, that the right question I should ask actually is, can you court and heal at the same time? Only if you're co-regulating with a professional. Wow. So I do that with my clients, but I then become the voice of reason in their relationship. So I know that we're working on our healing. We're working on our, you know, I've got another program that I work through that our coaches work through and I work through with my clients. That's what that's even deeper uh, than the breakup clinic uh, because it, it's, it's more life. It, it's, it's, it's just more. Um, and whilst they're going through that sometimes they are in a relationship or they've just met somebody so i am able to so that what they would i mean coaching is quite intimate you know you you send me every single message you exchange with him and you know he may say something and you know before you respond some some of my clients are so wounded before they respond they have to send me what he sent then i will tell them what to say and this won't be what i think they should say but it's telling putting in words what i know they feel but in a way that's high value and that's going to read right because if i leave them to their own devices they're going to vomit their pain onto that man and lose him Mm. so it's i don't believe that you can do that by yourself at all i think that you need somebody who is objective and somebody who understands your stories um so you can be working on your narrative you know, your, your whole story narrative and your whole kind of soul issues in one part and being mentored and guided and helped. So I always, I always have a giggle. I always say, I don't, there's so many men that are married to me and they don't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I send the messages and I send, you know, I've got marriages that I literally will speak to the husband in an email. Right. And I'll just forward this to him and it's fine. Um, And it's, you're the husband whisperer. Yeah. I'm a a man whisperer, but I'm also a man whisperer, you know, Um, I'm a love doctor. I I just love love and I love people being in love and I love people finding love and I love heals us, love changes, love love makes us better. Love is just great, right? So I I want more love. We we could do with more love, don't you think, in the world? Like we could do with way more love. So um, yeah, you can do it, but I wouldn't suggest it. And number two, when it comes to grieving, grieving a relationship is not the same as grieving a 
person who died it's the same feeling the same pain center but it is not the same protocol um there's no real step by step to grieving the the those that have passed you just grieve as you grieve because it just has to take its 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 process but when you grieve a relationship often you're grieving the stories yeah you know often it's it's the plans it's the hopes it's the dreams so it's often very little it's hardly to do with the person but rather the stories you were telling yourself when you met them and especially for us as girls we're like oh I think I'm gonna marry him I think he's gonna marry him yeah and then when it ends it's not that he left or he decided to do something stupid it's because now you can't have that dream anymore yeah we need to divorce the because i do feel like some and this is why i kind of stopped dating for a while it's because i think that our brains are wired like you said like just we we're wired differently and sometimes when you'd go on a date the first date is magnificent you know dopamine and you're excited and possibly you might have the, the kiss and then all of a sudden your imagination just runs from Hakkasan, a restaurant <laughs> to up the aisle yeah. you know and then when that narrative that you've told yourself that hold on wait he hasn't texted me this morning yeah. or he hasn't sent me flowers yeah. or he hasn't you know because yeah. we create this story and a reality is that our minds don't f with improv yeah. and got men yeah. <laughs> Uh, they've got their own script yes yes yes. and they are uh what we then do is we 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 add meaning to things that men do that men do right so he doesn't text in the morning oh i see he's not interested you know you've you've added all that meaning to it and we're convinced that's the only reason he hasn't texted because he's not interested or he's probably like messing me around often you the truth is none of us know why he didn't text you don't know but then if love if your love language is i don't know communication then surely that that's your love language is he a fortune teller is he gonna read your <laughs> mind is he gonna be like mm, i think her love language is communication <laughs> I, I think that, do you know what should actually happen on first dates i think that people should just hand over cvs and stuff like just <laughs> They should just hand it over, slide it over. So I just read up everything about you. It's like a project. <laughs> okay. So a, a lady comes to you. She has done the breakup course. She is working on herself. She's liaising with you in regards to dating, um, becoming um, a dating coach. And then she then goes out on a date with a guy, lovely chap. But then he says to her that, I find you very masculine because I feel like you are very, very big on femininity and being elegant. I think that a lot of times we as women, we have run this race of being independent and being a suffragette. And now we have been told, especially me as a black woman, I've been told so many times that where would I fit in your life? You've got the car, you've got the house, you've got the, you know, so, and I, and I've even been told by my pastor one time, he said to me, um, that if you're if a man's in your house and you you can open a jar, pretend that you can't open it. Be vulnerable. Be be effeminate, and you know. And I'm like, why do I need to clip my wings for you to shine? If you get what I mean. So Absolutely. I feel like we as women we become a bit masculine, but then now to our detriment because now men want a feminine damsel in distress when. <laughs> 
we are our own superwoman. <laughs> yes, it's, um, the modern woman has a lot to deal with because, again, we were raised in feminist traditional views and values, which are mainly honorable in terms of the early feminists. But I think like all things, uh, when you're new to a thing, you want to explore it to its very end. And I am a proud project of, of, of a feminist in terms of, you know, I've created this amazing life and, and career and um, I'm very powerful as a woman. Um, but I had to take a journey to understand that my power is not derived from how much I can match a man and being a lesser man. It really is derived mm. from being the whole woman I am. You see, the problem with the, the, the feminist message, and not entirely, but certainly in the modern day, is unless you can match a man, be a man, go toe-to-toe with a man, you're weak. Mm. And what that did is said that the woman in herself is not a whole goddess. Wars have been started over women. Yeah. Uh, women are the custodians of a man's actions. Everything men do, they do because of women. But when women abandon their post, what do we have? We are men's inspiration when we're feminine. We can move mountains as a feminine woman. So I always give this example. Strength is masculine and power is feminine. Now, when your baby was born, when my baby was born, that little thing was tiny, right? It was yeah. like you could fit it in the palm of your hands. But when that thing decided you ain't sleeping, baby, you didn't sleep. No. You were Even the neighbors didn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> baby couldn't beat you. Baby's weaker than you. Fragile. Delicate. Vulnerable. You yeah. were bigger, stronger. I gave birth to you. I pushed you out. I'm big, strong, and bad. But you did every single thing that little thing made you do. If it pooped, you yeah. cleaned its nappy. If it was hungry, you found something to feed it. If it didn't want what you were feeding it, you'd find something else. So power moves yes. the strong. Mm. Babies have power, yet they're so they fragile do. and so vulnerable. Yeah. And so... You could probably snap their little neck in two seconds and they'll be dead. But yet, what is it that they yeah. invoke in us that makes us want to serve them? They don't try mm. to be grown-ups. They are who they are. Yeah, they embrace who they are. Yeah. If you want a man to cherish you, I mean, you want him to move mountains. You want him to just love on you. You don't need to be him or a version of him. But I think the problem is that we've been told that femininity is about feigning weakness. (laughs) Yeah. Feigning, you know, it's it's, it's about how you dress and your makeup. I mean, all of those things are what I call feminine signals. Mm. because we have to signal a masculine man and even a masculine man has to signal us right he's going to move a certain way but a signal doesn't make you that this is not that a lot of masculine energy women are very pretty very well put together very elegant but they're men in the and in the capacity that it's about how your brain moves yeah it's about your wounds 
because yeah. we only lean into our masculine when we're wounded because the masculine is the protector of the feminine yeah so fight or flight absolutely so when we get into survival mode and this did not start with your current partner this started in your childhood these are patterns in your childhood but we are we have this i had a wonderful childhood and i love my parents and you did have wonderful moments in childhood and you have amazing parents that are flawed and human and they did their best, but their best and left you wounded in some places. I'm, I said to my son, look, you're going to have to go to therapy at some point. Like yeah. I've read every book and I have, I'm trying my best, but baby, when it's time for you to go to therapy, I'll pay for it. <laughs> right. Because yeah. Committed and as mm. sold out as I am to being the best mother that's ever been created, as we all are, I am going to mess up because he's being raised by a flawed human who also has been through pain and suffering. So yeah, this idea, all... if my son sits there and says, my mom was perfect and I don't want, he might have to deal with some other wounds. Yes. Yeah. And I might have to apologize to him about things I didn't even know I had to apologize. Right? So this idea that this man wounded me, yes, he did, but you attracted him. Your energy called him. Because yeah. every relation, adult relationship we're having is an extension of the child-parent-caregiver relationship that is unfinished. Yeah, you're trying so, to fix it. Exactly. So when we are getting into these hurtful situations, we're only, we came out masculine. Many of us were masculine at the age of five because we had to defend ourselves. There was, mommy didn't come to the rescue. I had a client who, you know, the next door neighbor fondled her. And this would happen when there's neglect anyway. Children that suffer from emotional neglect are usually chosen by pedophiles. And you know, she told daddy, she had the courage to tell daddy. And daddy said, what do you want me to do? Right? At five? It was about eight or so. Oh, my Lord. Said, what do you want mercy. me to do? So she's obviously scared that she's going to get into trouble with her friend's dad who was feeling her up. And um, she now becomes this man internally. Because if my, oh. the guy, that guy, because our fathers teaches, give us protection and our mothers teach us how to attach to the world, that guy is unwilling to fight for me, make a decision for me. I will have to be that girl. Yeah. And so she already became masculine way before she met a man. Mm. And when men are wounded, they lean into their feminine wow. to be soothed because the feminine soothes and the masculine, the, the, the masculine soothes the feminine, strokes mm. the masculine. Yeah. So the, the, if a boy is wounded, he's going to lean into feminine energy, right? So it's not something we learn because I met Johnny or he met Jane. We need to heal that stuff. We need to finish yeah. those stories. But I do like what you said in regards to the femininity. And I think that sometimes when people hear about, oh, I want to be more feminine, they think about the outwardly exterior. But I have seen, like I watched a movie last night before um, I went to bed. It had Whoopi Goldberg in it. And... When I tell you that she is frigging sexy in, 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 I don't, and the thing is, obviously, to certain people, oh, the outward exterior might yeah. not look like yeah. she is, but the the way she carries herself with grace, mm -hmm. that I feel like we've moved in anyway, especially in our society. When we think about femininity, it's about sex. When in actual fact, it's about grace and i even love the fact that your your, your platform's black swan because the swan has got like the elongated elongated neck it's kind of yeah. like just elegant yeah. 
And I think that, you know, like when you, like, well, we don't do it now, like finishing school where you would have to have the books on your yeah. head, you know, because it would, you'd have to stand yeah. poised yeah. like a woman yeah. in your yeah. femininity, yeah. Or your, your goddessness. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like we just need to have more, it's okay to be feminine it's okay to and it's okay man. to be a flower. And I think yeah. that we need to stop being such such hard knocks because life keeps on yeah i and the thing is to be quite honest hand on heart i miss being vulnerable i want to be vulnerable but society makes us put barbed wire around our hearts Mm. and it's not it's like i mentioned earlier it's fight or flight Mm. you want to meet a man and love him and and feel protected but if I know that like, when we go, when I go for work and we go for like these stupid uh, work away days and we have to do like the trust exercise and lean back, <laughs> if I can't lean back in love and know that you will catch yeah. me, what, what are we doing? I'd rather stay single. <laughs> I said that to the black swans in the nation. I said to them, the truth is we live in a world, I think maybe it's because of technology where we can sort of calculate things and come up with answers that we believe that life operates that way. That life is about right and wrong answers, right and wrong experiences. But it's not. Yeah. It's about what I am prepared to risk, what I'm prepared to learn, how I'm prepared to move. Because here's the thing, you can't be vulnerable with everybody. You have to vet, select, verify, and follow certain protocols as a quality feminine woman. And when you find yourself, and, and femininity is really an internal work. You know, I, I, I met a woman once and she had like a little beard. You know, the women that, that have quite a bit of testosterone. Yeah. She's huge, probably like six foot something. And she was big. And I mean, she yeah. her, her whole physical being was whoa and so yeah. you know she used to go to my church and you know i'd see her and think oh she scares me she's like she looks like she's gonna give you like everything about her was almost manly then one day i think my pastor said um at the time said oh you should hold hands and pray you know the usual stuff so i thought mm. she was the only one there and i was thinking oh i don't know um and then she opened her mouth and i tell you what i was like no wonder you were married. No wonder everybody loves you. She yeah. was so soft. Like inside was this beautiful flower of a woman. Her voice was so soft and all her words were calm and gentle. And I was like, this is the epitome of feminine energy. She just wasn't yeah. born with a girly body, but she will melt the heart of a man in two seconds flat and I'm a girl and she melted my heart so I know the way that I know men I know that it would be hard for a man to resist her and so it's really about your internal working it's about being in tune with your feelings it's about being in tune with your gut because the feminine woman knows when there's danger and when she's safe you know it's about how does this man make me feel Forget the how much does he earn, how many houses, all of those things, right? Forget that for now. Yeah. How does it make me feel in this date? And then it's up mm. to the woman to select a man whose path resonates with with his. So it's really about, will do you buy into this man's vision? Does his vision align with your vision? 
Because in truth, you should be purpose mates. His vision and yours should resonate. You should feel like you're on the same frequency and you're going in the same direction. But if it doesn't resonate, he wants to do something that doesn't make sense. So what women need to do is assess if this man is building what I want to live in, if he's mm. driving the direction that I want to follow. And that is the bottom line reality. Have the takeaways for, for the single moms that are listening? I have tons of takeaways, but <laughs> being a single mom is a gift to know that because you're a mother, it makes you a better lover and wife. Oh, wow. Because you know how to nurture things that are sacred. You know how to care. You know how to give because the wife element and the mother element, they're very similar. They take devotion. Mm. And we know how to do that more than anything. So it's really about realizing that you have an asset, you are an asset, and your asset has trained you to be an even greater asset. And when you have that energy, you're going to win. Number two, <laughs> your child is your Joshua, is your savior, because you're going to vet better because of him or her. Mm. Are you not? Definitely. Yeah. So they mm -hmm. are your superpower. Because you're going to think, oh, yeah, is this the role yeah. model I want for my child? Is this, right? Exactly. So now you're vetting at a yeah. way higher level than a woman who's yet to have children or never had children. So it's all about your attitude as you come into the, you know, into the dating world and not having this feeling, which I had when I first started being a single mom dating of, oh, I just, oh, you know, I come with this baggage. I hate that whole idea. That I feel like that when my son was younger, but then I didn't have that kind of negative experience that I thought I would have. I had more men saying to me that, oh, oh can I meet your child? I, I, I can, let's, let, let's play football together. And I'm like, whoa, 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 no, wait, like just <laughs> relax kind of thing. So I didn't have that experience, yeah. but because of the things that I'd seen, I didn't want, and because his dad wasn't active, I didn't want that for him to get attached without me doing my due diligence and proper, really vetting an individual. Yeah. And plus, I don't have enough heart for anyone to break. So I kind of <laughs> like, was just like, let me have my fun. You stay over there and I'm over here. Yeah. And up until the time that I knew. But I think that now with my age, because um, like I said to you, although I look young, um, I'm not. <laughs> so me being 35, I oh, thought and my son being girl. 11. <laughs> my son being 11, I, had, I thought I would have had it this ish figured out by now you know I thought I would have possibly met someone by now mm -hmm. because I was like okay I want my kids the age gaps yeah. to be you know and now I'm like what's going on but then I then don't want to just start dating because I'm trying to have a kid <laughs> baby listen you know? I'm going to tell you this there is never a wrong reason to want to marry or date I think you know we judge ourselves so harshly it's your biological imperative. It is the most... My ovaries are screaming. Exactly. They're like, and there's a reason they do that. It's because you are supposed to be mating and creating with somebody. And, you know, we, we... And I think the modern woman feels like she has to have a lofty reason for love. Love is primitive. Okay. It's really... You don't okay. need a lofty reason. Even if it's just, you know what, I'm just tired of being alone, right? Let's find somebody, right? 
Um, of course, on a spiritual level, you want to find somebody that resonates at the same frequency as you, who vibrates the same frequency. But ultimately, the reason to love, to mate, to couple is very primitive. It's very primal. It is not good for men to be alone. We're hardwired for connection. Um, it's yeah. natural to be alone. It's just not good. Where can people find you to book sessions and to access your breakup clinic? And you've got affirmations and meditations on your website as well. Where can people find you on social? <laughs> oh, you can all go to blackswanrelationshipacademy.com. It's a massive website and sometimes people get a little bit confused. But if you go under discover, you'll see the academy, you'll see the coaching, you'll see everything you need. Um, and you'll see the store as well. So you can have some digital downloads, but it's all on the website. But you can reach us at Black Swan Relationship Academy on Instagram or Facebook and send us a DM and we'll We'll make sure we send you the appropriate links and send you in the right direction. And I love the conversation on Instagram. So definitely join us there too. Thank you so much for all the advice, <laughs> all the game that you've 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 given us. <laughs> um no, it's been very, very refreshing. And yeah, I feel like you're on the other side of the healing journey because I think that even with single motherhood the whole reason why we go through certain things in life is to be able to help the people behind us and one thing my Nigerian mom said to me when I was on the floor crying and looking at my pregnancy um positive stick was she said to me Khalifa get up because right now there's someone else crying that they're pregnant she said there's someone else crying that they're pregnant you're not the first you won't be the last wow. and I think that sometimes in life we forget that our stories yeah. and yeah. are there to help others mm -hmm. so thank you so much for using your story your experiences your education to help give women the game and to educate women mm -hmm. and to make yourself accountable to even your son when you know you've possibly made mistakes yeah. in the past because we all make mistakes Absolutely. as women as mothers as, as friends so yeah it's been very refreshing having you on and you need to come again Thank you for me. it was a wonderful chat i had a great time no worries at all so have a magnificent evening and yes carry on glowing <laughs> thank you honey and so should you totally Thank you so much, guys, for taking out the time to listen to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I just want you to know I really, really appreciate your support from all around the world. And to you, single mamas, you are doing it. Well done. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping strong. I also would like to add some exciting news. I have my first official journal, many more to come, by the way, on Amazon Called she wrote it down and then it happened hence why I wrote down the fact that I was going to be a podcaster and it actually happened so you can access it on Amazon she wrote it down and then it happened by Khalifa Araba I would love 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 to connect with you all on social media we have a wonderful tribe there it's um called the happy single mums podcast so please connect with me send me a dm and i would love to speak to you if also you would like to be on the podcast please send me a dm and we can organize it carry on keeping strong and you're keeping your head up i love you we love you as a community take care khalifa bye you know I'm